Thinking about hiring an illustrator for your children's book? Interested in knowing more about the contract, expenses, and copyright process? Today's guest is a professional illustrator who's prepared to give us his two best practices an author can use after hiring an illustrator and more. Stick around. Your best writing life begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I am so glad that you're listening in. During this episode, we're discussing the writer-illustrator collaboration. My industry expert is Jack Foster. Jack is a follower of Jesus. Praise God, I love it when someone just leads off with that. He is a follower of Jesus, the father of five, and the grandfather of, drumroll, 14. He has (laughs) illustrated over 125 published picture books. He grew up in Chicago, but now resides in Tennessee near the Smoky Mountains with his wife, the lovely Alethea. And their two cats, Jasper and Stormy. Jack Foster, welcome back to Your Best Writing Life. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for having me back. I really appreciate it. It's good to talk to you again. Good to talk with you as well. We have some great stuff that we're going to cover. And we'll tell you right now, friends, if you're interested in illustrations, you're wanting to know about the process, what an illustrator does, we have a previous episode that Jack shares his information in that. You need to go there. Great giveaways in that one as well. Today, we're going to start right off the writer-illustrator collaboration. Does a picture book author need to hire an illustrator, Jack? Uh, Well, I'm sure most of your listeners that are, you know, they're writers. And uh, let me just say that I really admire writers. You know, a lot of stories come across my uh, computer and Sometimes I finish the story and I'm like, wow, how do they think of that? That is amazing. So I, <laughs> I, re, I really admire writers so much and I love working with them, especially Christian writers. So the writers, they probably know about uh, traditional publishing and um, self-publishing. Right. Uh, so the answer is on those two fronts is yes and no. Okay. Uh, let's, let's start with the no. Uh, traditional publishing they have like a stable of illustrators that they use. Okay. Uh, so when you bring a story to them, they have they already have an illustrator ready. Kind of kind of breaks my heart sometimes when I hear a new writer and they have a whole book illustrated and they paid a lot of money and mm. the uh, the publisher just wants to see the the writing. They don't want the illustration. So that that kind of breaks my heart uh, whenever I see somebody post that they're looking for an illustrator online or something. First question I always ask them is, are you going self-publishing or 
traditional because if you're going traditional, you don't need an illustrator. That's right. Don't but, invest. Yeah, don't jump the gun. Yeah. Don't invest <laughs> because then you have to walk it back. And right, right. that can be real tough. Yeah, that's true. And uh, if you're self-publishing, then of course, yeah, you need a you need an illustrator. There's also another one called um, hybrid publishing, which okay. they have their own stable of illustrators that they use. Sometimes they want you to hire the illustrator or sometimes it's either or, uh, but no matter which way you go, the money is coming out of your pocket because you're either paying a fee to the hybrid publisher and then they're hiring the illustrator. So you are really paying the illustrator or you're hiring your own illustrator. So either, either way, you know, you're paying that fee, but you got to be careful because um, there are a lot of uh, vanity publishers out there okay. and uh, they promise you the world, but they take your money. And <laughs> a lot of times all they do is go to Amazon and, and upload it, which is something that you can do yourself. So uh, you mentioned that I had uh, some uh, giveaways and one of them is five questions to ask as a hybrid publisher. Are they uh, selective in the books that they publish. In other words, do they just publish every book that comes across their computer? You know, they're not very, you know, picky about what they publish because uh, you're going to pay them the money and that's really how they make the money. Right. Do they do quality work, which, uh, you know, look up some of their titles and see if you can get your hands on a hard copy? Because if you look through, you know, the binding, the layout, the paper they use and all that stuff, uh, you'll be able to tell if it's a good quality product. Do they have a proven track record, which uh, might take a little investigation, but uh, if you can check out their sales and how long they've been around, uh, some reviews from other authors that have used them. Also, hybrid publishers give you a royalty. And if it's anything less than 50-50, because basically when you're working with a hybrid, you are in a partnership with them. Uh, you're paying them a lot of money, and usually it's like a 50-50 split. So if they're going like 20-80 or 80-20, I mean, um, you uh, probably should stay away from that. Probably a vanity publisher. Mm. And finally, um, you know, you want them to uh, be putting your books out there uh, uh, marketing. If they don't have any connections to like retail stores or distributors, like I said before, if they're just <laughs> if they're just uploading it on Amazon, you know, pretty big red flag. <laughs> that that's something that you can do yourself, and as Ex long as exactly, you get your yeah. as long as you get your book formatted correctly, and it, that's right. You know, Jack, it really is the kick the tire buyer beware. We it, really want to say that if you are a Christian and you're out there wanting to put this amazing product in front of believers, non-believers, you really want to share the message. And we can be very, I don't want to say gullible, but we're very trusting. And we mm -hmm. believe that if someone says this is what they're going to do, then this is what they're going to do. And we have to use due diligence and follow up, ask for referrals, ask what the business model is. What mm -hmm. am I paying for? What are you paying for? When we look at hybrid publishers, you're both paying. The author is paying and the publisher is paying. It just depends on what both of you are paying for. And mm. the publisher could be paying to get it formatted to, as you said, to put it up on Amazon or wherever they're putting it up. And I like how you said 
get a copy of the book. It would be the best $10, $15, $20 that you invest to order a copy of the book and get it in your hand. We need to use due diligence as an author. And we need to ask what the business model is, get a copy of that book, ask the questions, especially the questions that you have for them, Jack. And I really appreciate that you have created a PDF download that's in our show notes. Everyone, you'll be able to get a copy of that. So with the answer to the question, does a picture book author need to hire an illustrator? Yes and no. And I love if it's traditional, they're going to have their stable. Don't invest. Don't pre-invest if you want to pursue the traditional publishing. If you know that you're going to self-publish or work with an independent publisher, then check their business model. See what you retain. I love it with the royalties that you're asking there, Jack. What are they doing for what you're paying them for? That's exactly. what you want to find out. Always a great way to go. Now, and you know, you know yeah. what uh, make, makes me sad is uh, sometimes uh, the hybrid publishers go under the name Christian Publisher, and you mm. still got it. You still got to watch out because you know they they just use that to you know as a gimmick sometimes, and it's not really Christian Publisher. That's right. Do some background checking, checking mm-hmm. them out. If we are yeah. hiring somebody, we want to know that we're getting what it is that we're paying for. So that is right. we got to do that. Got to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, how did authors find you? And then maybe you could share a little bit about how writers find an illustrator. But right now, how did authors find you to illustrate their product? Uh, yeah, I worked for uh, four small publishers in, before I began working with authors. And the way I actually got to work with these publishers was I shared in our last meeting that I wanted to be a, uh, a cartoonist and I failed for 25 years. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, then I went back to school for computers and then I put my, my stuff online. And well, after a year of, of practicing, then I put my stuff online and somebody saw one of my illustrations and said, I know a publisher that's looking for your style. And I was like, really? So I sent them some stuff and they signed me to a two book contract right off the bat. So (laughs) for 25 years, I tried to get in newspapers. And the first time I tried to get into books, I I was successful. So And and you didn't even go after them. All you did was just (laughs) expose what it is that you do. And, you know, basically father just said, I'm going to take you over here. So he brought you to the table instead of you asking to go to the table. So that's always a great way to have a door open for you. Yep. That's always the best way. (laughs) And I know that the first time I saw your illustrations online, folks, I'm just going to tell you, go on Facebook, go on his website. Just, I mean, just look at them. You just fall in love with all of the characters that he creates, that Jack creates. And, and I just go, Oh, you just want to, you just want to take them and you just want to squeeze them because they're just beautiful. So they make me feel good when I, when I look at all the characters, I just want to write a children's book so I can have you illustrate it. That's, I'm just saying that. And so now then, well, we'd make a good collaborative pair. I just, I believe that for sure. 
Yeah, I think so. So how then do writers find an illustrator? Yeah, well, uh, let me uh, tell you that authors found me by working for those four small publishers, uh, Mm -hmm. word of mouth. Uh, Some of the authors were in critique groups with other authors whose books were published through these publishers, and they contacted me through that author. So it was mostly word of mouth. Perfect. Then they they asked me to start a Facebook page. The publish you know the publishers did so I did. This was about twelve years ago, and then people started finding me through Facebook. And then I belong to uh, the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, and I have a bunch of stuff on there. And they were finding me through them, and then through Instagram and LinkedIn. So they were finding me through all different avenues. But there are a bunch of uh, websites that uh, you can also go to just to look specifically for illustrators. I have a list, and that's one of the other giveaways I have is a list of websites. I won't say the websites right now. They're on the list, but uh, I'll just tell you the names of the places and uh, kind of what they uh, represent. All right. So uh, one is called Advocate Art, and it's a children's book uh, illustration agency. Another one is called Readsy, and that's a platform that allows authors to connect with the designers, editors, translators, marketers, and illustrators. So that's all everything to do with the publishing business. And what's good about this site is the illustrators all have at least five-year uh, proven track record, and they've nice. all been vetted. So that's that's a, a good one. Children's Illustrators, that's what it's called. It's an international directory of agented illustrators. So these illustrators have agents. Uh, The agents usually get about 15%. So it's going to cost you a little more, but at least you know that they're represented and they're, you know, they're probably have a good track record too. There's also one called Hire an Illustrator, and that's a group of uh, agented and unagented uh, illustrators. So if you sift through them, you'll you'll be able to find which ones have agents and which ones don't. doesn't really matter as far as quality, but the unagented will probably be a little bit cheaper. There's a social network for artists called Behance. Actually, it's for illustrators and any kind of artists, and they have their portfolios online. So if you go there, you can probably check out a lot of the uh, portfolios on there. Uh, there's a couple more called like uh, called Fiverr and Upwork, but you got to be careful with these uh, because, well, there's a lot of good uh, intentioned illustrators on there, but there's also a lot of scammers. I think, uh, Linda, actually, you told me that you hired an uh, illustrator off I of did. Fiverr, right? Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Oh, so you, good you memory. Good, one. <laughs> good memory. We did. Kelly Harris and I, we have the Lovey Mouse series and the one for our Lovey Mouse in a Night Before Christmas. We found an amazing illustrator. She did exactly what she was hired to do. We also hired her again to do book number two and just really loved just love her work. So we were blessed in that. that. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, because they're they're not vetted. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of scammers on there that just use uh, clip art. Right. And uh, they... They send it to uh, they send it to you, and then they tell you, "Oh yeah, this is what I can do," and then you find out that they can't. Yeah, she sent us all of her sketches. I mean, she sent us sketches. She would show us. You know, we were like, "Well, this is what we'd like," and we kind of have this animal in mind, or we have this, and she would sketch it out and send it to us and say, "What do you think? Can you change this over here?" I think that was mm-hmm. something that you had mentioned. If they send you something, go, "Oh." Well, can you change it and let it have this? You know, you were like, yeah. 
ask yeah, them to a make a change yeah, because right. if they can't, well, then they can't. Yeah, that's a great way to weed out the uh, <laughs> weed out the scammers because uh, all they're doing is cutting and pasting. They're really not artists, so they're not going to be able to do that. Right, right. <laughs> Very good. And and folks, we have this in a PDF. Jack has created it for you. It's waiting for you in the show notes. You are going to be blessed by it. Both the questions to ask publishers and a list of places to find or hire an illustrator. Thank you. Thank you for that, Jack. Mm -hmm. Now, you say that there's two best practices or two best pieces of advice that you give an author once they have found an illustrator. Yeah. Before you even hire the illustrator, you should get your manuscript professionally edited. You know, when I, when I read a script, I read it over and over in my head. I start breaking it down into pages and you know, a lot of them are like 14 pages. So I kind of see 14 different pictures in my head. So any changes, even small ones after the manuscript has been sent in can actually disrupt the, the whole flow of the, of the book. I remember one time an editor, after the uh, author sent me the book, they had it edited. <laughs> and uh-huh. the editor t- took uh, one scene that was at the beginning and put it at the end. By the end of the book, they were outside and it was in the in the summer instead of inside in the winter. Oh so no! The, the clothes all had to be different. Yeah, and it was set outside too instead of inside. So the the scenery and everything. So basically, it was just I had to redraw the whole scene. Another time, the book was already all illustrated, and it was sent to a formatter, and the formatter noticed some inconsistencies uh, with the illustrations and the text. So then we went back and we found out, yeah, that it was kind of messed up. And the author had sent me a updated manuscript about halfway through the process. And I never got it. It went into my spam or something. Oh, no. I just, I illustrated the whole book according to uh, the old manuscript. And uh, that was a very costly mistake. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That makes it hard. We do need to make sure that when we are, and that's, we're going to come to that here in a minute, we're going to talk about contracts and, and such, but communication, (laughs) we've Mm -hmm. got to make sure if I send something to one of my clients, I also text them and go, I just sent you an email. I just sent an updated this. Let me know that you got it. So I, you know, I want to have that two-way communication to make sure Mm -hmm. if I don't get a quick reply, then I track it down. I don't just assume that they have received. I want to know, do you have this? So again, that's on us. We need to make sure that we follow up with that. Okay. Yeah, and especially if you're going uh, self-publishing because communication is is the key, you know. Uh, Traditional publishers, they really don't even want the illustrator and author to to communicate. But uh, when you're self-publishing, communication is is a big deal. It truly is. All right. So the best piece of advice, make sure that your manuscript is in the final edited format when you present it to your Mm -hmm. illustrator. Great, great thought here, folks. I I know in this publishing industry, I get several different, several different forms of the manuscript. And we always have to say, which one is the final one? That's what we have to go with here. And what Mm -hmm. would be another piece of advice? Number two, we kind of touched on this a little bit in our last meeting, but don't uh, micromanage your illustrator. Mm. Uh, you know, illustrator notes are good, and I, I love them, and I, I really work very hard at trying to 
make the author happy with some of the little things that they put in their notes and everything. But sometimes they go a little little overboard. You know, when you start t- telling them what colors to use and everything, illustrators have gone to school for uh, color theory and also for uh, composition. So they, they know how to put the picture together and the colors. So really, you don't have to micromanage. You can suggest some of the... Uh, I like when somebody sends me a picture of their granddaughter and says, you know, she's got red hair, and I think that would look, look really good. So I try and make the uh, character look similar to to their granddaughter, just so when they get the book, you know, everybody's going to be like, whoa, you know, look at, that's you, that's you in the book. So uh, stuff like that I really enjoy. But uh, when you micromanage, you kind of put us in a box, the illustrators, and, uh, you know, we love what we do. We, we have a lot of joy in there, but you're kind of stealing some of our joy. <laughs> mm. I think, too, recognizing you're hiring a professional. This is what they do. They know what works. And our favorite colors are not always the best colors to have mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in a book. I think you had mentioned even last time that someone wanted particular hair and then they wanted a particular color on an outfit and you're going, that doesn't, that doesn't go with that. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, whoa, we talked no. About, uh, Little Red Riding Hood is in a red, uh, a red hood because she's in a forest or she was in a green hood. You right. kind of lose her there. So. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's like an Easter egg for those going, why was she in a red hood? Because she was in the forest a lot. So the illustrator put her in a red hood because it showed mm-hmm. up. So that that works. It wouldn't have been too well if she was little green riding hood. Well, you wouldn't have seen her anywhere. So that would have been just kind of right. crazy. Invisible totally, totally different, totally different story. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it was a snow filled forest or something. You oh, know, right, right, she, was, yeah. she was the only one there. It's like finding a one of those um, uh, uh, snow, snow rabbits in the middle of it. Do you see the rabbit? No, because it is blended in. Don't see. That. That's right. Oh, I love it. That's so good. All right. So. In a standard author-illustrator contract, I'd like us to talk about the contract a little bit. Who retains the rights to the artwork? Or is that a yes, no? (laughs) Well, it could be this or it could be this. Share that that with me. All right. Well, in a a standard contract, the illustrator retains the rights because he wants to be able to uh, showcase his work, you know, in his portfolio and on social media. He can't uh, use the illustrations like in any commercial product or to sell anything, but just for promotional and uh, in his portfolio. The author is is paying for this right to use the artwork expressively for their purposes, which he or she hired the illustrator for, and also for promotional materials. So if the author wanted to buy all rights, it's almost like hiring a, um, a ghostwriter Mm-hmm. Uh, the illustrator wouldn't have any, wouldn't even be able to put their name on that book. It would just be mm. buying out, outright all the artwork, which is very costly. <laughs> Probably right. like 10, and, times, and, 10 times and, as much. Sure. And I'm like going, people, I draw stick figures. That's it. So you'll know <laughs> that that's not my art. I didn't, I didn't do that. And, but you're right. There are some people that would say, well, you know, I don't really want your name on there. I don't know why they would say that. (laughs) I'm like, oh no, I am promoting this like crazy. And I want everyone to know 
Jack Foster drew these illustrations. He's our illustrator. And also with the rights, the artist, if they are commissioned to create these illustrations for a book, can they give those same illustrations to another author? Uh, no, actually, it's sort of a, um, you know, kind of a, a handshake uh, deal where, you know, you kind of know that you're, you you don't do that. But a lot of um, uh, authors ask to have that put in the contract, which I don't have any problem with that because I, I don't do that anyway. And right. uh, it's hard to believe that after 120 books that I could still come up with uh, unique characters. But uh, so far, <laughs> God's uh, God's helping me out. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, God's the the ultimate illustrator, isn't he? I mean, because he's like, come on, platypus, think of that one. You know, that had to have been a challenge for him to go, I don't know, got to make something different. And it really is going to tax um, Adam in in naming it. So, you know, that that has a sense of humor. I I truly believe that. But so it's making sure that's in the contract as well. And I know that. I'm, we're just going to say it right out. You are providing for us a sample contract that our authors can download, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And you could always tweak the contracts. I mean, it's not, you know, even though it's a sample contract, it's like, uh, you know, you could put in what you want and take out what you don't want. So there you go. Beautiful, and, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, and also, it, you know, you never know, but uh, uh, a book might uh, turn into a movie, which is like mm. everybody's dream, you know. And then if that happens, then you have to go renegotiate your contracts. Uh, you know, they, all the stuff about uh, putting in the book and everything, it doesn't deal with uh, making toys and selling them or movies. Right. So all right. that has to be renegotiated. Okay. And also with the those particular rights, not all illustrations can be animations. Is that correct? Yeah, because we, we draw in 2D, so they'd have to be brought into a different brought to a different illustrator that works in 3D in right. order to animate them. I've done some work that has been turned into little animated characters, but it's still very flat looking. It doesn't look like professionals. So. Right. A lot of things to consider. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, here's a question that everyone wants the answer to. Why is it so expensive to hire an illustrator? <laughs> Come on, yeah. Jack. This is something you love to do. I mean, can't you just create it on pennies on the dollar? Come on. You're a Christian man. Come on. Wow. I, I think you have uh, you have uh, talked to me online before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, yeah, uh, but you, share, you share are that right, with us. So right. Yeah, that many, uh, many authors are surprised at how much it costs. And uh, a lot of them ask that same question because uh, the range is from like 1000 for that's what is very cheap to like $15,000 for a book. And mm-hmm. you're like, wow, you know, how come it costs that much? Uh, I'm kind of on the on the lower end. So I try and gauge my uh, my price by uh, work, you know, dollars per hour. So I try and go keep it about $25 per hour, which is not really that much. Mm-mm. And uh, even for uh, for Christians, I give them a, a discount and I try and work at, at about $20 an hour. Mm. So um, 
a single full page illustration, which we talked about before, a full page is, is like, uh, you know, when you open the book and there's a page on one side and a page on the other side. If you have an illustration across both pages, that's called a two page spread. A single full page illustration would be on one side. That usually takes me between about four and 10 hours. So if we go with an average of six hours at 25 bucks an hour, that's 150 bucks for one page. So you can see how it would add up because you right. know, a standard book is maybe 14 illustrations and that would be, you know, about $2,100. And that's not even including the covers, which is another seven or $800 right. for the front and back cover and formatting if that's included. So uh, you're, you're talking at, you know, at a low end at 25 bucks an hour, about uh, $3,500. Yeah. This is the thing. When we write, we invest in our craft. We pay to become better writers. We go to conferences to hone our craft, to make sure we are presenting the best that we can. And illustrators who are worth their salt, they have gone to school. They have paid for equipment that's going to make their process state of the art. So they've had to invest in their craft. And what we are doing is saying, yeah, Linda's book is not just going to be stick figures where everyone has to kind of figure out what they mean. What we're going to utilize is the expertise of the illustrator that prompts the emotion, the feeling, the invitational feel for every time a child opens a book. They're just drawn into it and they want to look at it again and again. I've got to think that one of the best compliments, Jack, for an illustrator is well-worn pages. Yes, <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> right? You don't want yeah. a book that is pristine that stays on a shelf. It's, <laughs> we wore this one out, Jack. We need another book, you know? So <laughs> I know. I, I love to hear when the, when mothers say, yeah, I read that that story to my kid every night. I'm like, oh, really? That's great. <laughs> and so we have the illustrations, but when we look at the collaboration, writers, it's because your words are presented in picture form that brings it to life, just like we are told to show, not tell. Mm -hmm. Jack, you and I have talked about this. There is so much more that we can show in an illustration where with less words, depending on the age of the audience that you are trying to reach with your writing, the less words can show up so much clearer depending on the illustration. Yeah, you're, you're so right. Cause I love uh, putting uh, even adding some of my own little stuff in into the illustration to kind of tell a little bit of a backstory that mm. is not even in the words, you know? So it's, mm. it's like between the author and the illustrator, we're telling two, two stories and one story together. Isn't that just wonderful? It's that collaboration and knowing that we're all being led by the Holy Spirit and he's going to give Mr. Biblehead, he's going to give Mr. Biblehead, <laughs> that's, that's a nickname for Jack. He's going to give Mr. <laughs> Biblehead a vision of, you know what, if you add this in, Someone's going to go, hmm, and they're going to be looking at that. And it's just, oh, it's just one more element that it makes me smile. I'm over here smiling, 
Jack. I know you can't <laughs> see me, but I am smiling. I get so excited about it's the a, art. Mm. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I'm having fun with uh, some different authors right now. Uh, I do a, uh, a weekly prompt um, through uh, either the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators or through another one called Alphabet Animal Alphabets. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the authors, they are, they're always looking at my pictures. They're, they're like, oh, I zoomed in and I saw, you know, this and that. And I'm like, oh, you, you like to zoom in on it? Because I put a bunch of little things in there that nobody could really see unless they zoom in. So a couple of weeks ago, I put one of the author's names on a bag of uh, sunflower seeds and she noticed it and she, she started laughing. So then this week, another one asked, oh, you know, I, I really like that idea. So I'm, I'm doing one for her this week. Um, I'm doing like a um, a Phantom of the Opera, but it's with an orangutan. Oh <laughs> and, wow! And there's a girl, and they're both standing on the stairs. And on on the girl, I have a little name tag. It says, "Hello, my name is Sherry." So I got to see what she says about that. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, and what I, you know, what came to my mind, I know that I've seen your giraffes, and I love your giraffes, right? Because I mean, who doesn't love a giraffe? <laughs> and so I'm thinking wow, he could actually make the spots on the giraffe shapes. (laughs) I have done that too. Have you done that? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, great minds. Great minds think alike. Oh, that's so good. should be an illustrator. (laughs) Well, no, I'll let you do that because you do it so well. This has just been great. This has been (laughs) so good and you offer us so much. Folks, check out the links. Everything in the links, you're going to want them. You're going to get to know how to get a hold of Jack to see his illustrations. And maybe he's not the illustrator for you, but golly, he's given us resources here to find the right one and to ask Mm -hmm. the correct questions. So, Jack, do you have a final thought that you'd like to share with our writers about the collaboration process that we haven't touched on? Uh, Yeah, kind of... um... Uh, just a little uh, a little pep talk for uh, for the writers because uh, we all need pep talk once in a while. And somebody gave me this advice a long time ago, and I've been using it ever since. It, it, you know, you could use it if you're an illustrator or a writer, or even if you have any kind of goals, because uh, we all have uh, short term goals and long term goals. And as far as the long term goals are concerned, uh, it's pretty easy to lose our focus. And to put it on the back burner for a couple of days, which turns into a couple of weeks and then months, sometimes mm-hmm. years, and our and our goals kind of get lost and we end up losing the focus. So an illustrator a mentor of mine one time told me, he said, do one thing towards your goal every day, whether it's five minutes, a half an hour or two hours, but do something. It keeps your goal in focus. And after six months, you will be pleasantly surprised at how much you have accomplished. I know a lot of a lot of writers kind of do this with some of their uh, ten thousand words and thirty sure, days or whatever sure. they do. So I just think it's a really good practice to do something every single day, even if it's only five minutes, but with that goal in mind, so that you don't you know you don't lose focus. Don't lose focus, and that's true. We we need to stay on task to complete a task. We just mm-hmm. do. But sometimes life happens. We're drawn off. There's something that that takes us off the path, but if we'll sit aside a little bit of time and just say, no, I'm I'm just going to take a few minutes and I'm going to work towards this goal. Always, always a good thing. Well, Jack Foster, thank you so much for being on with us. It is 
it has been a joy. And I just greatly appreciate you coming on, giving us your expertise, also giving us the the PDF and the sample contract. This is this is fabulous. Thank you so very much for taking the time to be here with us. Oh, thank you, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you and uh, hopefully giving some pointers to some of the writers out there about illustrators and authors. Absolutely. We're all in this together, folks. That's right. We are. We're all mm-hmm. part of the kingdom. We all have the the same um, direction. I'll put it that way, right? We all are going right. the same direction. And some yeah. of us are just carrying something different in our hand to get there. But yeah, when we come right. together in a collaboration, what an amazing piece of art we will create together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, love I love it. to see uh, writers succeed. It, um, uh, you know, partially because you know my pictures are in there, but I just get so excited when uh, when a writer, because I got an email today, my book is online, it's live today. I'm so excited. So I oh. wrote him back and said, "I'm right excited right along with you because I get really excited even after all these books that the um, the writers when they get excited, I yeah I get excited right along with them." So mm, so good. I do a little bit of that when I have had the honor of being the audiobook narrator of someone's book, and oh, when yeah. they go, and we're up and we're live and okay, so it, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> you get to express through art. And I bring to life vocally. So yeah, 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 I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Jack. And thank you, friends, for joining us. Please take a moment, if you will, to share this podcast with another writer, two, three, 12, however many you want. I'm not going to limit you on how far your reach is to share this podcast. Give us a star rating. And if you would, please take a moment and post a review of your favorite episode. This really helps us in the rankings so that other writers just like you will find us available as a podcast. Not everyone gets to see what we have to offer, but if you write something, it just pushes it right up the rankings. And that's what we'd love to do. And hit subscribe or follow whatever you need to do to make sure that you never miss an episode. Oh, I'm just so glad when you join our podcast family. I greatly appreciate what you have to say as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.